step up here and then you go, da, da, ba, da. now accepting this award for, <laughs> you almost feel like, I, I, I got to get, you know, but uh, they do a great job. We appreciate that. And uh, we mix those up between service hosts and video announcements and all of that. Um, so God is just doing great stuff. The backpack, we're giving those out just so that you're clear of that. We're giving those to every student that comes in. And if you're a college student even and you need a backpack, we're here to help you. We're, we're, we're going to pray. We're going to bring all the students in at the end of service. And we're going to pray over them corporately and believe God for a banner year for them. So that's what that's about. And what we're saying is you can sew into that. It's about $50, $47 to get a backpack and uh, all the supplies. The list is out there. And that's up to you. You can, you know, you can go pick your backpack. We're, we're just telling you that's what we, we got one to show you. So uh, we're believing God for great stuff. I'm excited because God's doing so many great things in True Life Church. It is amazing. And people are getting saved every week and people are finding freedom because they're learning kingdom principles and God's doing some incredible things. And so we're excited just to be part of what the kingdom is doing. And God has just been uh, so awesome as he always is. We've been talking for the last six weeks. I did a whole series on blessed life and you can go on the website and, you know, get our app and you can you can listen to all that. I have two more weeks just to kind of wrap everything up. I'm going to preach to you something today that I've never really preached before in any of the series we've done. And, and I hope it'll be a, an eye-opener. And then in a couple weeks after that, I'm going to do something that's going to talk about vision. How many knows we need to see where we're going? And, and we need to see clearly. And, uh, you know, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all... Okay. <laughs> a bunch of hippies in here. I know that song. I love church today. He was singing. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk today about, this is called Overseer. We're going to talk about, and it, and it talks about money, and people don't like to talk about money, especially they don't like preachers to talk about money because of uh, the, the, I don't know, mindset that we have when we talk about it. But again, we've learned that we're not under a curse. We are blessed uh, when we obey, and God still loves you whether you give or not. Because you're not saved by works, you're saved by grace. And Jesus died on the cross for every curse. Come on. And so we are free from that. But we need to understand when we're obedient, more blessings are opened up to us. More blessings flow to us. because, And we don't, we don't do it for the blessings. It's just because that's just how it works. But we're not in it uh, for that. We're, our heart has got to be in it for God. Come on. Are you with me? Here we go. We're going to have fun. Are you ready? You can give me your attention for about the next five days. I will prompt. No, I just in, give me about 20 minutes or so and we'll be good to go. Um, maybe 21 and a half. <laughs> but I want you to hear my heart. If I was teaching on healing, I'm not teaching on healing so that I could be healed. I'm trying to show you a principle that I found in the word of God that would be true. So you could apply it and it would work for you. If I'm teaching on uh, anything else like that, it's not for my benefit. So if I'm teaching on money, now listen to me and you need to hear my heart. This is not so that if you're sitting here, oh, he's just doing this because he wants us to give so that it will be, you know, the church will benefit. And so will he, that is not why I'm teaching this. Okay. If you feel that's why I'm teaching this when this is over, don't do anything. But I'm teaching this because this is here that God put for it to help you and, and so many people ask, 
Kim and I, what did you do for that to happen? Or how did this happen? So then I can show you what I've found in the kingdom. And how many know God is not a respecter of persons? And so if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And I am certainly, I'm not, you know, I'm the poster, poster child for actually probably doing everything at some time or another. I probably not did it right and had to figure that out. Anybody else have to figure anything out? Don't you love experience? So anyway, my heart is to free you up in this area. And uh, so this is going to be a little different than the stuff that maybe you've heard before. And so we're, we're anxious together. We're, I got you three thoughts today that we're going to talk about. But I want you to understand God's name is El Shaddai. That's one of the names that uh, they've given him, not El Chipo. So he's not, he's not in a shortage if the uh, economy is in a deficit. Heaven's not. And, and again, I'm not preaching again because prosperity, we almost think, ah, ah, ah. We're gonna, I'm going to show you something, and I think we're going to make the connection here. So here's our first thought for this morning. Balance. Turn to your neighbor and say, balance. And this is a hard attitude. God isn't wanting you to get the spirit of getting. You know people that use you. You've, you've been around people that all they want to do is talk to you because they want to get what you got. And once they get what you got, they don't want you no more. Okay, this isn't about getting a, the spirit of getting. This is about understanding giving. This is about just saying, this is a hard issue. This is about God I just want to do what you want me to do. If all that was to prosperity was just to give. Now think about this. I put this down. I'm like, that is so cool. If all there was to prosperity is just give. And all we have to do, all we have to do is give. And boom, we're millionaires. There'd be a lot of millionaires sitting here talking to me, wouldn't they? Somehow that isn't it. Somehow we're missing a couple of those Legos to build that whole ship. You ever step on a Lego in the middle of the night? That's what we need to do. Throw Legos out and let the enemy come in and step on those. And that would be. Anyway. There is return on your investment when you give. That's real truth. When you cannot outgive God. When we're doing what he's saying, it's amazing. God, God just, just starts blessing. But it boils down to our heart. How can I be a blessing to God to others? And you need to understand how that, how can I be a blessing to God that I can receive from God for others? Red Rover, Red Rover. How do I get that blessing to others? We live in a world that teaches, just like we have a show on TV, it's a reality show called Hoarders. You ever seen it? Mine! <laughs> But God is saying, I want the world to see something different. I want them to see that I am full of blessing. Finances and money are just tools. They're not really that big a deal. Now listen to me, but it only brings to life what's already going on in someone's life. If you give somebody, that say they won some big, large amount. It's going to bring out what was already in their heart. If it was not good in their heart, they'll use the money for not good things. If there was good in their heart, they'll use that money for good things. It already, it just amplifies what's already there. So we need to understand, that's why we don't love money. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. We Money is a tool. We need that. We'll talk about that in just a second. But it is a heart that is based on the things of God. That's what we need to get. 
It isn't just about prospering. But listen to me. We talked about it in the beginning. I said the word overseer. It's about stewardship. It's about stewardship. Turn to your neighbor and say stewardship. When we get our relationship right with the Lord, then he can help bless and prosper us. Now and again, if we're like, I am not giving. I'll follow God, but I will not give. I want to show you why you should. And then I'll leave that up to you. I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you. I'm just showing you the word. But what I'm trying to tell you, and I'm not going to go to Malachi because we already talked about that. We're not under a curse because Jesus died for that. I'm not going to make you manipulate. I'm not going to emotionally try to get you to give. I'm not going to manipulate you to give. I'm not going to make you feel guilty. I'm not going to judge you if you do or not. God's going to love you no matter what you do. But what you do hinges on what happens when it comes back to you. That's what the word says. Third John 1, 2 says this. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. We are triune beings. We are body, soul, and spirit. Jesus, if you accept him as your Lord, his spirit, God's spirit comes inside you and your body is what houses that. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And these things are what we connect and we, our spirits connect with God and helps guide our life. Helps, helps us what we think. We can draw from a greater power than what we have. Come on. Because God is in us. God's will for you is not for you to struggle. He doesn't want you poor. He wants you to be blessed. But this is not Burger King. You can't do it your way. You got to do it his way. He has a way that he, that is right. And that's why when we say, you know what righteousness is? Let me give you a, a layman's term of righteousness is God's right way of doing things. That's what that means. Well, if I'm going to be righteous, I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to do it the right way. So that's what we're talking about. And here's our second thought for this morning. Trust. We got to take charge of what's not ours. You ever watch some, uh, maybe somebody's pet or help somebody get their mail, whatever, when they're gone. It's not your stuff, but you got to watch that. Or, you know, you ever had somebody come up and you're borrowing somebody else's thing that they let you borrow and they want to borrow that, but you can't let them borrow that because it's not yours and you only had permission to borrow it. And if you let them borrow it, then. ah. Yeah. Luke 16, 9 says, here's the lesson. This is Jesus. You use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. This is this is saying you you can use your wealth. You can use your resources, not just money, but it is talking about that to help friends, to help people when they're in need. You know, isn't it great when my wife, she's a giver. She loves to give. So if there's a need, it's really hard for her. She she struggles, and how many have ever struggled sometimes just because somebody stands on a street corner that says, we'll work for food, it may not be legitimate. You want it, I mean, and it, this is going to sound sad, you kind of want it to be because you'd love to help them, but you don't know. So you're going to have to draw on that spirit and say, God, I, I don't know. You're going to be cautious with that. We, you know, there's a, we can all probably tell horror stories about that, but she likes to give. So if she sees a need, it's really, she's ready to, oh, I want to do that. And what happens is if we're not really trusting God, because we got this mindset that that's ours, not his. Well, I can't, I can't do that. God, if you tell me to do that, I can't do that. What if God told you to do something, but you weren't willing to do it? I need you to help them. I'm not helping them. I need you to help them. I'm not helping them. I've been in line at McDonald's one time. 
And this is true. I, I, I use this as an illustration. I wasn't using me in this illustration, but this really happened. I'm, I'm in line and these guys in front of me and they're just, you know, they're like real hippo. I'm a hippo. Uh, not, they're not big guys. <laughs> they're not that kind of hippo. I mean, they're like, you know, the, the pierce, the tattoo, the, you know, all that. And I, I just look like a regular Joe. And the Lord says to me, he said, you need to go buy this dude's lunch. And I'm saying to the Lord, I ain't buying that dude's lunch. And he said, you need to go buy his lunch. And so I just walked up in front of him and, and handed the person my card and said, I'll, I'll take care of all these guys' food. And the guy didn't even know what to think. First of all, he's thinking, why are you doing that? So my response to him is, you know, you ever, don't you want somebody to just be genuine? Just be, I, I said, well, I, God loves you, man. He just told me to buy your food. That's all I got. That's it. <laughs> like your hair. I didn't say that. <laughs> but, you know, they kept looking at me and all that. And, and I... Uh, if I'm if I'm remembering this story right correctly, I didn't have enough money to buy my own food. I mean, I had enough to buy my food, but not once I bought theirs because there was three or four. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was a sacrifice. I didn't tell them that I'm buying you food because I ain't got no more money. I just did what I was supposed to do. But then God, he comes in and says, that's my boy. We got to trust him. Look at verse 10. If you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Now, that's New Living Translation. Look at the New King James. He who is faithful in what is least, turn to your neighbor and say least, is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. This verse is used more for than just money, but it can be used for that as well. We've got to be faithful in the small things before we can have the bigger things. In other words, you don't get to the top of the ladder by just jumping from step one to... But we have to go one rung at a time. And we live in a society that everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants a microwave, get me to here, get me there. There's, you know, there's people in ministry that have huge ministries. And this guy tells a story. Some, some guy came up to him and said, man, your ministry grew overnight. And this minister said, obviously, man, that's the longest night of my life. Because he doesn't know all the struggle that that went through for that to happen. See, people don't know all your back history. Don't know all of what you've, you've had to deal with or what you had to pray for or what you had to believe. Come on, somebody. There's some stuff. We all got some. We got some stuff. And we need God. to. But God is saying through all of that, you got to trust me. And this is what Jesus is saying in that scripture. Verse, well, let's go to 11 and 12 and we'll come back. 11 and 12 says, if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the riches of heaven? And if you're not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? Jesus is saying this, you know, the true riches of heaven are people. It's not money and not stuff, but it's people. That's what God wants. He wants people. He doesn't want any to perish. For God so loved the world that he gave. Peter says none should perish. This is what God is talking about. But if we go back to verse 10 and just check this out now. If you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large. If you're dishonest, you won't be honest with greater ones. And in, in the New King James, it uses the word, instead of little things, least. This is what Jesus is saying, and this is what you need to understand. He's saying when it comes to money, when it comes to finances, this is the least. This is the smallest that you can put your faith on. You can trust me in this. 
Listen to how quiet that is. Because people are like, oh, no. You just read it. What I'm saying is, is this is he's saying, if you'll trust me in this. And that's the issue that we have in the church world and in the and in the world at large. People want God over here. I need God. I need you to do this for me. I need you to do this. But yet we won't trust him in the least. Now, he's either God or he's not. His promises are either yes and amen or they don't work. Either he died for your sins or he didn't. You see, that's what we do. We want to pick and choose. Oh, I want this, but I don't want that. And then we wonder why we're not making these strides or gains in our walk with the Lord. Can I say? Now, I'm here not to manipulate you or make you. I don't want you to feel condemned. I'm just trying to reveal the word. That's my job is to equip the saints. But if you'll trust him in the least. Brett, I don't have much. All I have is this little bit of oil. That'll work. I got these five loaves and two fish. Bring them here. You see, people don't have that mindset. They just say, you know what? If I give this away, what happens if the dishwasher goes out? Can I say if your dishwasher goes out, is he not God? Can he not help you get another dishwasher? Do you trust him? Because what we're holding back is not really ours. And we're asking for blessing over here. But we're withholding over here. He's saying trusting God in the area of finances is the least of your faith. See, this isn't for super saints. This isn't for like, you know, dun, dun, dun. I am God's favorite. It isn't for people that, you know, that are so ultra spiritual. This is just this is just plain tax. This is just getting down to. You know, whatever that just is just getting down to the nitty gritty. He's either Lord of all or he's not really Lord at all. He's just part of your life. Now, he can still help you in your life. Yes. But to the extent if he was really Lord of all. See, that's our issue because we don't like to give control. We like to keep it. We like to to keep it all to ourselves because then we have a say in what happens but really it's god isn't it do we trust him does he trust you is it my batteries my batteries are getting low pay no attention to the man changing my battery we just changed these before service If you're parked in parking A, B, or C, please move your car. For <laughs> This is the least of our faith. Can we expect more if we're not doing what is least? Now, we can expect it, but sometimes I, I've done this to myself. I'm waiting and 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 waiting. And God loves me and he takes care of me, but I'm waiting and waiting. And I'm like, God, I don't understand. Could it be that maybe perhaps... I've, I've put a log jam in front of the blessing that's supposed to come to me because I won't trust the Lord in what is least. 
Isn't that how the world is today? Just, you know, don't tell me what you did. Just can you just give me the shortcut? Give me the cliff note version. How many did cliff notes when they were in school? Oh, there you go. She's telling the truth. Some of you guys are, I'm not telling you. Cliff notes was just a way that if you didn't want to read the book, you can go and get the condensed version of all the strong points in the cliff notes. And I got to say, I did that when I was in school. So I'd just read parts, so then if the teacher asked me a question, I'd act like I knew what I was talking about. If they asked me anything past that subject, I was like, bye. I don't know, but Cliff Notes, you know, anyway. Some of you students are out there, Cliff Notes. Hmm. <laughs> What'd you learn in church today? Never mind. Let me just ask you, if you can't lift five pounds, how are you going to lift a hundred? If we can't do what's least, how are we going to expect what's best or most? I mean, we can expect it, but let's just be honest. If you don't, you know, one time we, we were telling the Lord, we want, we want money for a vacation. We need a break. We need a break. I think God got tired of us whining. And this is what he told us. You don't even save a dollar. Who cares? You should be giving us a dollar. Because our mindset's wrong. And God is telling us, you put your hand to it. So you know what? We started saving our change. And before long, we had enough in change, just in single dollar bills and silver coin and pennies and whatever, to pay for the cabin where we went for a week. It's crazy. Just put your hand to it. We stop because we want everything spoon-fed to us. We live, we live in a microwave generation. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. You might have to do something. The average Christian believes that money is a byproduct and that we shouldn't pray for it or believe for it. I think it's okay to pray for provision. Money is a tool. But God knows if you have an electric bill or a heat bill or you need tires for your car or whatever. He knows that. But again, do I trust him? If I'm trusting him, I'm going to give him first fruit. I'm going to do what he asked me to do. And then he might say, hey, listen, set up an emergency fund. Do this. Get something over here, and then he'll, he'll help you get things in that. So when that happens, you got it taken care of. Jesus is saying, you got to trust me, and you got to follow me in this area. Some of us aren't seeing the breakthroughs that we want or the blessings we want because we're not trusting God. I'm not, again, I'm not here to manipulate. I'm just trying to give you the facts. This is telling me the same thing. I got to make sure that I'm, I'm doing exactly what he says, not by debt or not by, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. But because you know what? He loves me. Will he condemn me if I don't? Absolutely not. Will he quit loving me? No. Will it change? No. What will change? What I'm praying for will change. What I'm believing for will come. If it's lined up in the word. I mean, you know, there's people that'll pray for stuff that you're like, really? That'd be like, you know, um, somebody that's 12. God, give me a Corvette today or whatever. That would not be good. Here's our last thought. Well, James 2.26 says this. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. We're going to have to put our hand to it. You're going to have to believe God. I'm going to trust him in this. I'm going to give him what, what is his. It's not mine anyway. I'm just a steward. I'm an overseer. I'm just taking charge of it. He just said, hey, I want you to watch this for me. Would you do that? Think about those illustrations I used in the blessed life. That all applies. Here's number three. Believe the promises. Do you really believe God? Remember we gave out money? 
We gave out little, we gave out checks. I gave out actually four that Sunday. Hundred dollars each, just gave them away. People, some people were just crying. I can't believe it. Because they were believing. Now, here's what I'm trying to tell you. I didn't give them cash, did I? I gave it in a check on purpose so that the check stood as a promissory note. But what happened was, as soon as they got the check, they knew the check was just as good as having the cash. So their mindset and their actions followed. Now they're putting, what am I going to do with this money? I'm going to put, oh, I'm going to put it in the bank. Oh, no, I'm going to pay for school supplies. I'm going to get groceries, whatever they needed. Now they've got action with their faith. Are you following me? So that's what I'm trying to say. Do you trust him? But, Brett, I don't know if I have enough. I'm telling you what you have is good enough. If I trust him, then what I need, he supplies all my need. That's a promise. So then I can trust him. I don't have to live in fear that that needs not provided because what I'm overseeing is not mine. So if I do what he says, then whatever I need, he will supply. That's a promise. Now, there's a difference between just saying, you know, you can be the cowardly lion on the Wizard of Oz. I do, I do, I do, I do believe in spooks. I do. (laughs) You can be him. And what happens? The monkeys still came. You want want to get rid of the flying monkeys? (laughs) Some of them are flying away with your money. What I'm telling you, it's God's money. But what I'm saying is if you just believe him and you start saying, you know what, God, I'm taking you for your word. I'm taking you at your promise. I believe what you said. I'm not going to get in fear on this. You'll take care of this. Some things are going to happen to you that are out of your control, but thank God. Come on, somebody. We have a God that sees what we need, and he's not taken by surprise. People, I need God to heal me. Now listen, and I want, I'm saying this with all respect. God, I need you to heal me. I need you to heal me. And they want a, a healing. Now you're not going to buy a healing. That's not how this works. We've heard it taught. Well, if you need a big healing, you better give a big amount. Honestly, I think that's hogwash. That's my own opinion. You cannot buy God. You're not going to. He's got streets of gold. What are you going to buy? You know, there's no thrift shop up there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So this isn't, you know, you got anything on the bargain table, God? (laughs) You know, you, you know that joke where God said, Adam, I'm going to give you. A woman, she's going to be great. She's going to love everything you do. She's never going to complain. She's going to worship you almost as much as she worships. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Adam says, man, that's, that sounds kind of expensive. What's that going to cost me? He said, that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And Adam said, what can I get for a rib? And the rest, I need a ride home. Just saying. Did you hear her? Yes. He needs a ride home. Listen to me. I didn't make up that joke. What I'm telling you is there's no bargain bin up there. We just have to be obedient. Okay? We're just going to have to say, God, listen. But we're, we're believing for some big healing over here. But Jesus said, but you don't even trust me in the least. How can you really believe me for this? You don't even believe me for that. And so then we go all this time because we're not seeing things happen. 
God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't do anything wrong. The short circuit is in us. We need to understand if it's even if it's small, I'm not trying again. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm just trying to show you a truth. I want it blessed. That first portion redeems the rest. I want it blessed. It's not my money anyway. It's God's. When we say we I can't afford to give, I've had people tell me that I can't afford to give. You know what we're saying? I don't trust God. Because I don't believe his promise. Now, see, I know it's quiet. And you might not have heard it preached this way before, but this is what he's showing me. We're saying, you know what, God, I really don't believe that you'll do this because I really don't believe you over here. And the short circuit is us. But what if we just took our hands off of it and said, God, you tell me what to do. I'll oversee that and do it what you want. And God says, that's my kid. Listen. If one of my kids was hanging by the tree limb 20 feet up in the air. Daddy, I lost my foot. Come and help me. Would I say stuff like this? Did you uh, give your tithe, son? I don't see it on here. No, daddy, help me. I'm slipping. Have you cleaned your room? Have you beat up on your sister? I'm not going to go through a checklist like that. I would go rescue him. And God will do the same. He will rescue. He loves you. But I'm telling you this morning, some of us want to get to here, but you just got to believe him for this. You just got to believe him. Mark 10, 29 and 30 says, Jesus replied, I assure you, everyone who has given up those brothers, sisters, mother, father, children or property for my sake, for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution, and in, the world, and in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. God's saying in this life. See, when you get into the family of God, you inherit all kinds of friends. You might not have had any friends, but now all of a sudden you've got brothers and sisters, and you know, I've been talking to people on Facebook or whatever, and you know, hey, it's so good to see you, brother. Love you, brother. I've, I've got a whole other family. But what I like about this, and this is where this really gets down right where we're at. It says, Jesus is saying, in this lifetime. Oh, I'm so ready for this lifetime, aren't you? I mean, I, I'm, I'm great about hearing all the stuff, miracles clear across in Uganda or wherever they're at or whatever. That's wonderful. And yes, God, continue those. But how about right here in Marion, Ohio? How about right here on your street? Right here on your block? Let's, right here in your house where the neighbors are like, how did that happen? It's because of the goodness of God. It's because I believed him in the least. And I tell you what, he has never let me down right now because I've seen God do so many things. The Bible says I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread. I don't have to beg for anything because I've got a God that I can believe in the least. In this life, that's a promise. But if we don't trust God, maybe that could be why some things haven't happened. If I promise you a hundredfold on your return today, whatever you gave today, when we receive offering, if I said, I'm going to give you a hundredfold or whatever you gave. <laughs> Think about it. If you had a dime, 
That's 10 bucks. If you say, I don't have gas money, but if you had a dime and I'm going to give you 10 bucks, you now have gas money. You'd be like, you would find a way to give. Dig in your purse. Get down there. Dig in your purse. I don't have anything. Yeah, there's something in there. Dig in there. Let's go out to the car. Pull the cushions out. If you said to your neighbor, can I borrow 10 bucks? If you let me borrow 10 bucks, I'll give you 20. And your neighbor might be thinking if they're not thinking, real, oh, that's a great deal. I just made 100% profit. Think of what you just made. You still got $980. If that was really true, we'd all be like, oh, I love this church. We're going to do that. Can you trust him in the least? If we were understanding his principles, we'd be crazy not to do what he asked for. That's a promise. You know, if we say we can't afford to give, can I just say we're going to use the money somewhere? It's going to go somewhere. We're going to give it to somebody. We'll give it to Ohio Edison or... Visa, MasterCard, J.C. Penwall. That's French. But can I say this? If we give our first portion to somebody that doesn't have the power to redeem it, they can't redeem the rest of it. But if I could believe him for the least, my mind just goes back to so many times when I didn't feel I had anything. God will never ask me to do something that I couldn't do. Did you hear that? He is only going to ask you to do what you can do. If you, if you can't do it, he's not going to ask you to do something. You know, with him, everything is possible. We know that. I've told you the story, and I'm about to finish all of this up. We were at that restaurant. It was a pizza buffet restaurant, and the waitress needed money and was just telling us, you know, what was going on at Christmas time. She didn't have any money for her kids. And Kim said to me, she said, let's just really bless her. Let's just give her a big tip. And I mean, it was a work of faith. Now, listen to me for us to, to be there and eat out. Because, you know, we were enjoying the wonderful, you know, ketchup sandwiches and stuff at home that we were having. Have you ever been like that? Where you're trying to figure out what in the world am I going to eat? How can I get creative? I got when we were growing up, where's my sister, my sister right there. To this day, I have trouble eating tuna noodle casserole because that's all we ate. My mom made tuna noodle casserole like she was producing it out of some factory. It was either that or fish sticks. I don't know what fish has sticks and how they get them off of them. Just saying. My whole you know life growing up, fish sticks, tuna noodle casserole. And then when she had meat and somebody's going to go, oh, liver. And she tried to tell me, that's not liver, son. Mom, it smells like poo. It doesn't, I don't like it. She'd say, it's, it's beef. Because she didn't want to lie to me. She tried to tell me it was fish one time, but I wasn't that gullible. But I would, I would drown that in ketchup. Because now back in that day, you didn't eat what she put on the plate. Guess what happened? You didn't eat. Because you weren't going to eat again until breakfast. And then that was cereal. And that was when, man, I always got cereal for the prize inside. And my dad get mad because he's like, you haven't even eaten that cereal. All you wanted was that little toy. Yeah. (laughs) 
But you see, we're tying our hands with blessing that God wants to send because we're not trusting him in the least because we want over here. But if we put our hand to it, we could untake those logs and blessing would begin to flow. Can I say, if there's people that have millions of dollars. And if they were sick, they would give it all just to get well. And we have a society that does this. We want a miracle. You like a miracle? I like miracles. You like those? But if we lived on a miracle basis, then we live from crisis to crisis. Oh, God, I need a miracle. I need you to help me with this. Oh, God, I need a miracle. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yes. Yes. And then a month later, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yes. But in the meantime, within about four months of that, you're going, oh, God, I need a miracle. It ages you. Because you're living all the stress and the strife out. I want to live in blessing where I don't have to have a... I'll take miracles when I get them. But I can just walk blessed. I don't have to pray for for healing because I'm living in divine help. Help me. Come on. I mean, God wants you blessed. He doesn't want you poor. He wants you to be able to pay your bills. But we got to start getting our mind and our heart in balance. And believe Him for His promises and start saying, Yes, God, you got this. And I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my hands and put them to work, whatever you're telling me to do. Because if I was the wealthiest man in the world and I was sick and I could give all my money away just to be well, people would love that. But how many knows it's not all about money? Some of us aren't walking around like Scrooge McDuck, but there are people that have a lot more money than you, but want what you got. Because you got something better than money. But God wants you to have money to be able to pay your stuff and be able to be blessed. I'm not saying every case that's true. I'm just saying in most cases. So what what are you saying? I'm saying in some of us we've not seen some results because we've not trusted him in the least. So our faith, even though we talk a good fight. I know a lot of bullies that talked a good fight. As soon as they got a pop in the nose, they were gone. Come on. Somebody's got to talk like they're uber spiritual. Pretty good chance they're not. Remember this. Remember this. And so we'll quote this. Maybe I'll put it on Facebook. It's not the engine or it's not the whistle that pulls the train. It's the engine. The whistle just makes noise. There's a lot of people that like to make a lot of noise. There's a lot of voices trying to grab your attention But God is that small, still voice inside that's saying, trust me. Trust me. But God, I I don't know. I, I mean, I only have this. Do you trust me? Yeah. All right. There's been times we've built our our reserve up. We're like, yes, oh yeah, we're gonna use this money, we're gonna do this. And God said, I want you to give it all. I rebuke you. But he says it again and again. Brett, do you trust me? Lord, you know I trust you. It's almost like reliving Peter. And he's saying, then feed my sheep. I'll take care of that. I gave him Christmas money away one time. Wasn't very long with a week or so. Somebody came to my door, didn't even know I did it. He said, the Lord told me to bless you guys. You needed Christmas money. Here's $1,200. Why? I believed him in the least. Was it easy? Heck no. 
because you got all those other voices. Don't do it. That's just, you know, the enemy's just twisted. He'll even tell you, that's just the enemy. That's just the devil. And that'll be the devil telling you that. But you got to listen to God. Now, you got to listen to the peace in your heart. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I don't want you to feel judgment. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, is it time we trusted him in the least? You know, really mature people are people that just stick it out in the tough times. They, they love God on the mountaintops. Isn't it easy to love God on the mountaintops? But down in the valley, when something happened you weren't expecting, do you still trust him? If we want to grow in the Lord, we've got to do what's least before we can have what's greatest. I'm going to read one more scripture and I'll put this thing away. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. I don't give God my leftovers. I give him first because that's what he asks. Does he condemn me if I don't? No, he loves me. Am I cursed? Absolutely not. Jesus died for that. Am I walking in full blessing if I'm disobedient? I'm not. But if I would be obedient, does that help? Absolutely. But I'm not doing it to get. I'm doing it because I love. Now, you need to hear that. I don't always understand everything that he asked me to do at the time. He explains it to me sometimes later because this is a trust issue. Trust doesn't mean I have to define everything. It just means I have to believe and trust. My mom used to say stuff. I'd say, you know, she always told me, I don't want you climbing trees. I don't want you climbing because you'll fall out and you'll get hurt. But I don't want you climbing his tree. And I never knew why. And I'd say, why? And she would say, because... I said so. And I just have to understand why, 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 why. And then, you know, later I found out because he shooed me out of his tree and he wasn't very nice. But what I'm telling you is sometimes I don't have to understand what God says, but I have to stand under it. I just have to trust him. And when I need to know, you ever heard somebody say that? You're on a need to know basis. You don't need to know. (laughs) If I need to know, he'll tell me. If he doesn't tell me, I'm just going to have to trust him because he sees more than I see. He knows farther down. Sometimes he'll tell you, don't mess with that person. They're not good for you. Doesn't mean you have to be mean to him. Just means you have to go, okay. You ever bought something and he said you shouldn't buy it or, or, and you, then you wish you would have listened or vice versa. You did listen, didn't understand. It's a great deal. It's on sale. Then you found out why trust, obey him in the least. And you'll see great things on the other side. If you can do that out of your heart, if you can trust the Lord, you're going to be amazed at the difference. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?